Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Bij Burger King gebeuren spannende dingen. Wat dacht je van een classic cheeseburger, chicken nuggets burger of sundae voor maar 1 euro per stuk? En dat is nog niet alles. Alle King deals zijn maar 1 euro. Haal ze nu alleen bij Burger King. Right, so hello everybody. This is a, a special Royal Blue podcast uh, in light of uh, Phil Kirkbride's exclusive story yesterday that uh, Everton will demand £100 million for Romelu Lukaku you know, should the striker you know, get, get his wish to move on. I mean, uh, Everton look like they're going to be doing everything in their power to persuade him to stay. Uh, first of all, if I can, we've got Phil Kirkbride with us, uh, Chris Beasley, myself, David Prentice. And first of all, if I can talk to Phil you know, about the story itself, it was only yesterday that we, uh, we broke the news that Everton are going to play hardball, aren't they, with, uh, with Romelu? Yeah, I, th- I think there's, there's always been that feeling that they would play hardball from what Ronald Koeman has been saying publicly at press conferences and, and what have you. And, um, and this information and this story kind of reaffirms that, you know, it's as much a prohibitive kind of signal of their intent. It, it's, it's definitely there to deter people. Um, you know that and, and 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 sort of put off people who are hoping to kind of take advantage of this contract standoff and and almost a signal of intent if you like you know, you know the club aren't they have, this is not a public declaration this is just information that, that we've gathered and you know anybody who makes an inquiry is is going to be told that the asking price is 100 million pounds and I, and I think the reaction that a lot of people would have had was well who on earth's going to pay that who on earth has got 100 million pounds to spend on rom and I think that's the reaction that everyone would want because they don't want to lose him, and they've made that clear. And even though he's refusing to sign the contract, uh, Ronald is very happy to keep him, certainly for another twelve months, um, and and then re, sort of regroup and and revisit the issue uh, in twelve months' time. I find the whole thing quite reassuring myself because uh, obviously you know I, I was around reporting on when Wayne Rooney uh, left Everton all those years ago, and uh, that was a situation when Everton really felt they were put into a position whereby they couldn't refuse Manchester United's offer. It's the old godfather phrase, isn't it? You know, we're, we're given an offer they couldn't refuse because of the club's financial position. That's not the case anymore. And you know, if Romelu Lukaku does stay for another year, which is what we all desperately want, um, who knows, in 12 months' time, Everton could be challenging for Champions League places themselves, which everybody's happy then. Uh, but equally, you know, if Everton aren't and Lukaku does move on after another year, Everton will lose a significant you know, chunk on him. You know, have one year left on his contract yeah. then. But they're prepared to do that. It sounds like you know, the, the Farhad Mashiri millions now have put them in a position whereby they can't really be held to ransom by players anymore. I mean, do you see it that way, Chris? Am I, is that, am I reading it right? Yeah, definitely. I mean, it, it's strange, isn't it, that they... These sort of demands are coming at a time when Everton are the closest they've ever been to challenging for the Champions League, uh, apart from obviously that one shock season when they, when they finished fourth. But ever since then, this is the closest they've been to trying to break into that elite group and they don't want their, their top players jumping ship. I, th- I think a lot depends as well on you know the nature and the personality of Lukaku. If Everton do dig in and do you know 
like you say, you know, put a hundred million pound price tag on his head and he does stick around for another year. Is he the kind of footballer that will that will sulk, that will go into his shell? I mean, I get the impression he's not, you know, he's so professional that you know Well, you know, the bottom line is he can't afford to be, can yeah. he? Because if ultimately he still wants to move, if Everton can't offer him the Champions League football in twelve months' time and he still wants to move, it's not gonna exactly sit well with sort of prospective clubs if he's sulked and you know, if he's not performing, Ronald Koeman will drop him. Yeah. You know, yeah. you know that, that, that's the ultimate truth, isn't it? And so it's in everybody's interest for Romelu to put whatever perhaps may be a disappointment to one side. Um, and he did this summer, didn't he, to be fair? Sorry, last summer. Sorry, you know, he was he was looked intent to leave and Chelsea were hovering. But then, you know, on the eve of the West Brom game, he went mm-hmm. into Koeman's office and said, oh, well, I'll, I'll, I'll stick around. And, yeah. and so he put that... Disappointment to one side, and he's, he's playing as well as he ever has for Everton, the league's leading scorer, and ultimately as well, this 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 price tag and this inverted commas asking price because look, Everton aren't asking anybody no. to make an offer, um, but ultimately it all boils down to supply and demand. How many strikers of Romelu Lukaku's ilk, of his potential, uh, his ability, are available to Everton Football Club in the transfer market? I honestly couldn't name you. Well, I've just been looking at uh, you know possible available strikers throughout Europe, and you know no one's got his goals return this season. No one's got his youth. He's only twenty three still, and I don't want to tempt fate here, but no one's got his his reliability. You know, touch wood, he very rarely gets injured. You know, uh, or he plays with injuries and gets through it. Uh, He ticks so many boxes. I mean, a few eyebrows will have been raised. I mean, certainly the social media reaction we've received in some quarters. Hundred million pound, you know, are Everton sure? Are they having a laugh? But you look at you know, his peers around, and I don't think it's you know, a massively overpriced mm. uh, statement when you look at what he's achieved. And if you look at the last Everton striker to score twenty league goals in a season, it was Gary Lineker. Mm. You know, we're talking what, twenty or thirty odd years ago. Look, so. I, don't, I don't want to spoil Michael Ball's column, which you'll be able to read um, this afternoon online in tomorrow's paper. But he makes a really interesting point, and if, I hope Ball is. Forgive me for, for sort of for sort of in his column, but he makes a point where he's saying, well, yeah, Rom's value, you know, in in the in the normal market is maybe sixty to seventy million, you know, for somebody of that. Say it's just argument saying that's what it is, but his price rockets when you talk about selling him to a Premier League rival, yeah. because that difference between seventy million and hundred million could be the difference in getting to the Champions League and not, and the Absolutely. prize money that comes from it and everything else that rolls on from making the top four and doesn't. So why should Everton sell? At a lower price to arrive in the Premier League, and then Rom goes to Chelsea and wins them the Champions League or whatever, you know. Yeah. Why should they? Why yeah. the ball? Certainly for twelve months' time, the ball is in their court. To me, he's probably the, the best striker I've seen at Everton since probably yeah since that you know that Gary Lineker era. Trying to think back at the players, you know, Yakubu had you know a, a decent little spell, but mm. he was never as consistently reliable as Lukaku is. Um, Andy Johnson, you know, exposed onto the scene very briefly, but then you know, fizzled out very, very quickly. Can you think of anybody, Chris? Anybody? Yeah. No. Since he's, then, I mean, he certainly he's got that consistency. Like you said, yeah. he's been there just four seasons now, and he's got better every single mm. season. Yeah, he's were, improving, isn't he? There were yeah. players who did it in fits and starts. Kevin Campbell had that amazing run. That's yeah, that's run right. Virtually yeah. just kept Everton up on their own yeah. in '99, but nobody's done it over a prolonged period. We've alluded to that durability as well. The fact that he's such a strong man, very rarely gets injured. Yakubi was a great goal scorer, and then he had that nasty injury. He was never the same yeah. player again afterwards. Uh, he's done it year in, year out, getting better and better, and that's why the price tag's just gone up and up. Mm. No, yeah. I, t- I totally agree. He, he's, for, you know, for all of the 
criticism, and, and I maintain certainly from our end, it's always been constructive criticism. It's it's always about you know this lad's got vast potential, yeah. but it's also set against the understanding and and the, and the sort of belief that he's he's a terrific player and. You know, he said about his goal against Burnley on, on Saturday, you know, we've all seen how he rolled Michael Keane and we've reviewed the video when he did it to Carra. But he's right when he says, you know, in those situations, there's no Premier League defender who could really handle him in that respect. No, and, and, and people might say it's a bit of arrogance, but it's, there's a lot of truth behind that. And that's the type of uh, striker Everton have got. Um, and rightly are, are saying, hands off, or if you want to come yeah. for him, you've got to pay top whack. Is he a popular lad in the dressing room? Does he, you know, I think so. I think he, yeah, players, yeah, I think he is, and I think he's an influential character in the dressing room, and and you know, I think he gets on well with everybody. Obviously, we've seen the public sort of spat with Williams, if you like, at Old Trafford, but those yeah. two seemed, um, you know, back on terms on Saturday. They were celebrating together after Rom yeah. scored, um, you know, and and he's 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 very much Everton's talisman, isn't he? Um, because he is the focal point. He is there inverted commas their best player uh, and he is along with Ross as Ronald Koeman said he what makes the difference you think Everson are playing this situation well at the moment Chris I mean I'm, I'm thinking back trying to draw parallels with things yeah. that have happened you know certainly on Merseyside because Luis Suarez was agitating to get away from Liverpool uh, one summer and uh, Liverpool dug their heels in you know put a ridiculous mm. you know uh, fee on his head and persuaded him you know to stick around for one more year and he did and you know what a year that was for them yeah. they very nearly won the league I think Emerson are playing this the right way. Yeah. Definitely, like Phil said, um, it's highly likely that if he, if he was to go, it could be to a Premier League rival because the pool of clubs who can afford him and offer him what he wants, he, he says Champions League football. Well, if you want Champions League football, maybe go and play for Celtic, get it every single season. <laughs> but yeah. in the Premier League, it's, it's, so, it's so difficult. Of course, yeah, everybody wants Champions League football, but if you want to play in the, the top, one of the top leagues in the world, you, like in the Premier League, it is going to be difficult to get those places we're seeing now, even if we take Everton out the equation, six into four won't go. Mm. There's so much um, intensity there for those places. So there's such a small pool of teams you could go to. Serie A is not an option the way it was a generation ago. A generation ago, we saw Andre Konchelskis go to um, Fiorentina for £8 million. The Italian clubs can't really afford them anymore. A Real Madrid, Barcelona are going to take him. I'm not too sure at the moment. No, and obviously the one that often comes back into the conversation because of their, their money is something like PSG. But does, does a player of Romelu Lukaku's ability and his football obsession and, and the way he always likes to challenge himself, with the greatest respect to the French divisions, is that enough for Rome? Because as, as much as PSG can pretty much almost guarantee European football every season, is there enough kind of a challenge and, and stuff in France for him week in, week out for, to be, for him to be satisfied? I would argue maybe not. Yeah, I don't no, I'd agree so. with you. I mean, he's in the running to actually become Europe's golden boot winner this year. And to do that playing for a French club, you've got to score half as many mm. goals again because I think it's yeah. a one and a half. You know, yeah. So even UEFA recognise that. Exactly, yeah. yeah. It is, it's a weaker league. Mm -hmm. And, you know, there are cheaper goals to be had there. And I get the impression, rightly or wrongly, that Lukaku is a very ambitious man personally. He wants to become the best footballer he can possibly become. I think that's, you know, the, the bottom of it. He wants to improve as a striker and he thinks he can do that by playing in the Champions League, you know, sooner rather than later. Um, but... Everton are edging closer to that, maybe not quickly enough for his liking, but there's a very real thought that, you know, with a decent transfer window behind Everton this summer and, you know, push on next season, it could only be 12 months for Everton to back in the Champions League again. Well, well 
Ronald Ronald's convinced. He said on a number of occasions, and Ronald is you know he's a very straight talker and doesn't sort of shirk any question, but he doesn't say things if he doesn't mean them. And he said on a number of occasions to ourselves, and I'm sure he said it in front of the cameras, that if we have the recruitment this summer that I've planned and, and want and we get the players in that I'm targeting, we will be in the mix. Mm. Now, that's good enough for me. It's one of those it's one of those targets to centre forward though. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean that that's that is another podcast in itself, but yeah. assuming Rom stays, there needs to be support up there for him and there needs to be uh, bolstering of, of, of our attacking options because ultimately, um, as you mentioned, he's robust. But yeah, he's had to be. Yeah, yeah, he's had to be. And how yeah. many times we go through, I think since he, he arrived at the club firstly on loan and then permanently in 2014, you go, you go week to week going, I hope he doesn't get injured. Yeah. I hope he doesn't get injured. Because what happens when he gets injured? Yeah. It's whether, difficult. Yeah, whether it's long term or short term, whether it's a Lukaku injury or he, he does go, you can't get a direct replacement for Romelu Lukaku. It's just impossible. I suppose we're going back historically again, mm. 86 with Lineker going, that Everton shared the goals around the went and won the league the following year. Yeah. So there's other ways of doing it and it could be a better all-round team system, but you can't find a direct replacement for Romelu. Well, to be honest, the rate at which he's scored goals throughout his Everton career, um, I mean, a big deal was made of the fact that he's now Everton's record Premier League goal mm. scorer. And I always feel very uncomfortable <laughs> with that because, you know, it's like football didn't exist before 1992. You look at Everton's list of record goal scorers down the years and there's some, you know, incredible names there. But if Lukaku stuck around just for two more seasons, scored goals or continued to score goals at the rate at which he has done, he would be up with your, your Bob Latchford, your Alex Young, your wow. Roy Vernons. You know, he'd be edging towards 100 league goals. Mm. And there's only like, you know, a handful, six or seven Everton strikers that have done that, you know, in the club's history. So he has got the potential to be an absolute all-time great. Um, whether you know he's got the appetite to do that, his, I don't his know. His definition of greatness is doing it in the Champions League, though, yeah. isn't it? And it's not his definition of greatness. Unfortunately, isn't etching his name into Everton folklore. It's it's becoming a Champions League winner, yeah. and probably multiple-time Champions League winner, isn't it? And then going winning titles in Spain as well. And but as I say, I. I you know, the word is that Everton are very much digging the heels in and this price tag is, is certainly, as well as protecting them, is, is a prohibitive hands-off warning as much as anything else. So, fingers crossed, he will be, um, he will still be an Everton player when we, when we kick off in August. Well, and to go back to where we started, I mean, a £100 million price tag, it, it, it's a statement now that Everton are starting to act and behave like, you know, a big club again, like yeah. one of the big well, five or six. Well, Farhad's brought that, you know, there's no yeah. two ways about it. Farhad's money has brought that, his his outlook has brought it, his ambition has brought it. And, you know, and it's not on the same scale, it's double the amount. But the way Everton played hardball, if you like, drove a particularly hard bag with Manchester City in the summer. You know, the deal worth up to £50 million for John Stones. And, look, John, you know, we wish him well and, and, and you know, will no doubt grow to become an excellent centre-half. But have we missed him? No, but no. we had 50 million quid in the bank and we've used it and we will continue to use it. Yeah, and I mean, that's the difference with Lukaku. The, the goal scorers, the match winners, they've always commanded the biggest transfer fees. If a defender like Stones can go for just under 50 million, then why not 100 million? Um, Lukaku's great friend, Paul Pogba, mm. went for almost that amount um, last summer. I mean, he's, he's a great player, talented midfielder, but yet again, he, he's not going to make that massive difference in regards to the goals return call and the way that Lukaku's yeah. going to do for a team. So, I mean, in this current market, I mean, it probably would be the going rate. And figures nowadays are, are crazy, aren't they, because of the TV money and stuff. And you kind of almost, 
you know, it's all relative, isn't it? I think if we went back 30 years and said, Rom, you know, put that the equivalent figure on Rom, you, may, you know, it would. It's it's all relative, and uh, 100 million is just obviously a world record amount, and, and and makes everybody stand up and take notice. Yeah, I mean, I saw a great quote from Mourinho um, in February this year, where he, he's com- confident that Paul Pogba's transfer fee will be eclipsed this summer by players he said of half his quality and that will take the pressure on you're clearly not talking about Ron there because you know so he's certainly not half Paul Pogba's quality uh, quite the opposite right well that was a special Royal Blue podcast just reflecting on you know what is uh, a really significant story uh, the lads will be back later this week with their regular uh, weekly Royal Blue podcasts but like I say uh, Phil Kirkbride Chris Beasley thank you myself David Prentice that was just a quick one-off reflecting on the Romelu Lukaku situation